Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 27 of the Gun Explained podcast. I'm your host, Adam Blue, and um, I'm doing this live. This is the first time I'm doing this live. I thought it would be fun and easier on me so I don't have to throw this in the editor and edit it. Although then I can't add the name at the bottom, but I am saying Adam Blue. Um, so I guess you should get it, right? Yeah. So yeah, if you have any questions about my name, just let me know. But I'm pretty sure if you hear me say it's Adam Blue, I don't need that title card. But anyway, okay, it's distracting. I have this on another screen, uh, but I want to be able to see the chat. Yeah, it's okay. Well, cool. Glad I'm doing this live. You know, thanks for joining. Um, I guess the plan will be to do this live on Thursdays if this works out. This just really minimizes my editing time. Um, but yeah, if you haven't, please subscribe to the channel. Please give this video a like. S subscribe on any uh, audio platform that has a podcast uh, thingy, you know, like Apple, Spotify, all that. Um, yeah, there's a giveaway going on, so a link in the description for the giveaway. And, and uh, Speaking of that, I was having to put in the text I use at the, in my videos, like the defaults. And when I was looking at my latest videos, it wasn't showing the defaults in there. So at some point... At some point that turned off. So that whole time when I was like, hey, check the link in the description. Yeah. Um, or that could just be a bug or really I that was a fail. Uh, one or the other. Um, but yeah, let's uh, kind of get started with what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about a few interesting uh, things today. One, we're going to talk about Mil Milpo Glint. Am I even saying that? That's Hey, Gundam names are weird to begin with. This is, I think this is a made-up one, Milpo Glint. That's the new thing that's all the rage on Gundam Twitter, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, I also wanted to talk about um, Amuro Vershar in terms of their mobile suits. In the UC timeline, during their main conflict, and what, uh, you know, uh, you know, in our Discord, which, again, another link in the description, uh, hopefully now, uh, someone brought up going over pilots and their mobile seats. And I think that's a great idea to do as a series of videos. And I wanted to kind of get some of the easy ones out of what, out of the way, like Amaro and Char. So I think in a little bit, we'll kind of talk about the mobile suits they have. I guess maybe more of the animes and not from the manga or the novel, because I know there's a lot others. But I'm really curious from... They're, the different MS they use, how much of it is the pilot themselves and how much of it is uh, the mobile suit itself? You know, I think that's kind of an interesting discussion. Um, also interesting, you know, if you think about it, even though we're going to get to this anyway, during uh, the original mobile suit gun during the one year war, how many different mobile suits Char had to use? And Amro was good with good with his one, even though he did use a uh, gun cannon there for a little bit. Um. What else are we going to be talking about? And then some cool little memes I found on Reddit, a uh, bit of news on some Gumplicates. So, um, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, what I got this past week. So, a bunch of pre-orders came in, and these, I've already shot most of the videos for them. One is the RX-78, wait, yeah, no, it's it's a weird, yeah, the RX-78. 8F00. Oh, here we go. I, yeah, this doesn't do autofocus. So this is a Robot Spirits. It's not the Gumpla. And this is very nice. And, you know, you can get it domestically like a big bad toy store. It, this is based off of the life size when they have at Yokohama. So anyway, you can get. I got this from 
No, you can get it at Big Bad Toy Store, but I actually imported it from Japan through a Japanese retailer that ships uh, internationally, and it came out cheaper. So to think about it, this guy would be relatively low cost in Japan if you were wanting to pick up an action figure. And it feels, with the plastic, it kind of feels like that. Um, it has some minimal accessories, but there's not really much more. But it's this is just a solid figure, and I'll make sure I do that in a review. Another one I got that's super awesome um, is the GM Quell. This is kind of a, a fan favorite. This is a Titans um, mobile, developed mobile suit. Um, I think we saw it at the end of Stardust Memory. And I can't remember if it was this or some other suits they added in the Zeta movie trilogy after the fact. Um, but what's cool about that is it came with, it came with this little... Uh, truck bed that you can put them on and i think that's just an awesome accessory especially for the price it wasn't too much more than the price of a regular mobile suit uh or robot spirits gundam um you know in fact that was supposed to come out around august of or september of last year and i didn't really get it until um yeah just this past week so that could be part of the shipping issues that were going on um i know i remember one showed up on mercari back in like august or september and it was going for 80 which is a decent price. But I was like, man, I've already got a pre-order and I can wait. But I, I had to wait a long time. Uh, the other one is the new and bitter Zaku 2. So you can't have enough Zaku 2s, right? I mean, I could just army build this for days. So I, I'm glad that they released them based on specific variations. Now, what's cool about this is it comes with some awesome effect pieces. It's this... Uh, sort of smoke effect from the jets uh, leaving kind of the um i guess it would be like the ground earth based ground uh atmosphere type effect um and it does have some articulation there's some ball joints you can kind of take them apart as well and it has uh connector pieces for the stands uh this is just an awesome piece to add on um and and I'll have a review of that up as well so you know I think that's really it for Gundam related stuff I got in the past week, basically just a bunch of pre-orders that came in. So um, that worked out and, you know, shout out to Mandrake, um, a website where you can order things from Japan and the shipping is not always too much. And even if it is, it might come out cheaper than buying it domestically, like at Big Bad Toy Store. But it's funny how sometimes I can get something at Big Bad Toy Store just as uh, at a good price, you know, I can't really find it anywhere else. For instance, the um, the uh, cost signature Mark II that came with the G Defensor, um, hard to find at a decent price. They had a sale on it, uh, still pricey, but uh, glad I got it. Um, so let's move into some things, and you know what? I um, yeah, actually, I didn't forget, or did I forget? There's something I also wanted to do. Let me load that up real quick. Um, see, this is what happens when you do it live. Although, when I do my videos, I'm actually doing... And when I do the podcast, I do it like it's live anyway. I don't normally um, uh, edit. I guess there's been a time or two in the past where I've edited, but uh, not too much. Okay. So, there's some GBO2 news that I want to get to. And let's see, yeah, I can close this. Let me change the view here real quick for those that are watching. Pretty sure it's this one. Yeah, there we go. That's cool. 
Um, oh, yeah. And I'm being reminded right now, if you ever want to send any comments or questions uh, uh, to be read right on the podcast, you can do so at gunnamexplain at gmail.com. But I also want to reiterate how awesome the Discord is and how lately it's been awesome. We've had members join uh, in the past few weeks uh, that have just added to the to the awesomeness there. People that are really into lore, um, really into canon, which I'm into canon, um, e even into the gaming. And so we've been doing a lot of gaming. Well, not a lot, but I can see a lot of gaming in the future. We had... Um, uh, not just a few nights ago, four of us jumped on Gundam Battle Operation 2. That was a lot of fun, and I have a video of that I want to show. Um, yeah, I got completely decimated by our champion, Ace Will, uh, that uh, I've played with him previously. And he, he's Even though I think I'm decent at it in terms of I understand what needs to happen, I don't always execute so well, but he's got so many great tips. And then when we were playing, um, since we were using the... The, ch the party chat to talk, uh, I can hear him. He was on the other team giving commands, and it's like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. We're about to get destroyed, and sure enough, that happened. And then I requested um, uh, a certain cost room, uh, and uh, when we did that, I was able to then choose the mobile suit I wanted to use, and I was able to get the upper hand. Well, it makes me think just sometimes, if you have the right mobile suit, uh, you can do pretty good. So that makes you wonder, is it the pilot, is it the mobile suit? Um, let's see. Um, uh, so on uh, Gun Battle Operation 2, I thought was interesting. They have this new, uh, the supply drop, uh, that started this week is the White Rider and Black Rider. And if I'm not mistaken, aren't these the ones from Code Fairy? And don't you just get them in Code Fairy, or are they a different version from Code Fairy? Um, you know what? I'm not too sure. Let me do a, I, should have researched this, but um, wait, where's my uh, F? Let's see. Has appeared, yeah, in Code Fairy and might be different in game. Huh. Okay. So I, I, I bet it's tuned for the purpose of using it, you know, uh, when playing online with others in the, in the uh, PvP. So. Uh, anyway, just pretty cool that that's added. Not super excited about it, but the more new banners we get, the closer I am to getting, you know, during the gotcha, the um, uh, Hazel. The Hazel is the one I really want. I didn't get it, and I spent all my coins on that. So, but uh, hopefully we'll get it soon. But I got to say, it's really fun when you have a group of people to play with because you can just create your own private room and play. Even 2v2, two, two two, it's you can almost, uh, and that's how we were playing. When you're playing 2v2, and actually, let me just pull that up. Um, yeah, this was our game from the other day. Actually, I'll have to jump forward. Um, yeah, when you're playing 2v2, it's almost like you can, you can sort of plan out uh, how the battle goes pretty quickly in terms of where you're pushing the enemy. When one mobile suit is killed, how many... Uh, hit points are left on the other team member and then because it's like you want to be able to spawn at the same time meet up at the same time but yeah it, it's a little weird and sometimes it's just it, it almost seems like it matters you know what mobile suit you have or does it really i really want to find that out so i, I really want to play more um 
Yeah, it's fun. So this one, it was like a 300 or 350 cost. I forget. And I was using a Dom that I don't use too much, but I just like the uh, maneuverability of it. Um, yeah, this this match, I got totally destroyed. It was uh, myself, uh, Clown, Taco, and Will. Um, yeah, uh, just, just a lot of fun to be able to play this um, with a group of people. Although in, you know, uh, maybe someone knows this and we've missed it, but I would like a way to create a room or a party that can then jump into the matchmaking game. So then if there are four of us, we can play a game where we're, you know, against uh, another team and they just, you know, fill in the empty spots. Uh, yeah, this is a match I was using the Aqua GM because I just, even though it's a land map, I just like the Aqua. I like the uh, the different weapons it has. Again, I don't know if it's because it's just easy to use or... Or it just fits my play style, like doing that trick shot real quick where if you aim it right, that harpoon can do some good damage and, and stagger potentially. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention to when they suck up on me. But then uh, when I requested a higher uh, cost, um, yeah, then I'm in my uh, Rigizi custom, and I it's like you own at that point. Like uh, at least to me, I, I I'm curious for others out there. Is it that the Rigizi is just easy to use, or is this just my style? Um, and we were able to own that one. I think just because I was able to stagger. Although my teammate was doing a great job actually with support. Uh, one time on the roof doing some sniping, uh, so. I, I don't want to say it was all me, to be honest. Um, now, that was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, anyone that's interested, jump in our Discord. Uh, we have a, a video game channel where we're just listing our PSNs, and then we kind of plan when to to group up the game. It really is a lot of fun. All right, moving on. I want to show this real quick. So there's another member of our Discord, and he hasn't been around lately. Uh, his name is Robert. He's been actually a long time uh, supporter of the channel and he does a lot of um fan art and artwork and he did this which i think is really well done kind of his own design of a mobile suit of some sort now i don't know if this is supposed to be related to gundam or just his own design and i think he even had a name for it the max nzp now this could be related to his fan fiction which is in the discord there's a fan fiction channel and we have a, a bunch of members that have uploaded their own uh fan fiction in um, yeah, so you might want to check that out, but he's got this version and then another one and one's supposed to be the advanced version. Now it's kind of hard to see. I think he was taking pictures, um, with his camera to send to me. Like, again, I don't think he at the moment has access to his computer to then jump into discourse. So he just wanted to send this to me to share on the podcast. So, uh, really cool stuff. Uh, Robert has made a lot of uh, drawings of fan art. He sent me a bunch. I planned to cover it soon. It was just a little overwhelming to get that much artwork from him, and I haven't really had time to properly go through it, but I will soon. But if anyone else has any artwork they want to share, please uh, either email me at uh, gundamexplainedgmail.com or post it in the Discord. Um, yeah, either way, it'd be cool. Let me adjust this just a second. Um, let's see. You know what? That's kind of weird. Sorry, I'm seeing this shadow, but it doesn't really matter. Um, okay, next up, I saw this comic, and it just seems simple. 
But just knowing the relationship between Shar and Amaro, it just made me laugh. It's this, uh, Amaro, I've had enough. I must change the world. And then Amaro's like, for the better? <laughs> and then Shar's just like, and then Amaro pulls out a gun and he's like, answer me, Shar. And I think that's hilarious. I, uh, I don't know. Although that's really Quattro. I'm sorry. That's not Shar, that's Quattro. I get it. He's wearing the... Ayug or is that um Garaba? And so really this is Zeta timeline. As soon as said Shar, it's Quattro. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious. I love Reddit for that stuff. Um, next up, so this is cool because I've been waiting to hear more information about this, but um, so they have that new new Gundam design that has kind of the classic colors. Um, but also, it, it, even though it's a new Gundam, we're used to its fin funnel system, this one's a little different, and I think they've kind of explained it. It's like a long-range fin funnel, kind of a single one. And I, I guess the idea is when they were designing this life-size Gundam, one, I don't know why they switched the colors. Maybe there's more canon information about that, but I guess the main thing is that it, um, I, I'm sure it would have been hard to design it with all the fin funnels, um, connected, um, Fin funnel or fins. And I'm always uh, always getting that part wrong. But with his uh, new type fin system, um, the uh, this kind of helps it, like, I guess for a life-size uh, Gundam, uh, I guess help it just stand up. So I think some of the design was just really based on the functionality of really making something like this life-size. So I guess this is a render of a uh, real grade. So that's pretty sick. I mean, I'm sure it's the the, the uh, real great new Gundam that most of us already have or know about, uh, just with different colors and that uh, kind of more simplified long-range funnel system, thin funnel system. Um, and then an entry grade, which is pretty cool. And I remember seeing, and I don't know if it's even come out yet, there's that, been that entry grade new Gundam that's coming out. So uh, pretty cool to see that there. And then uh, one of the little SD Gundams, which, funny enough, I'm not a fan of the SD Gundams, but I do have an SD New Gundam. Um, so funny that they have that coming. And there's some behind shots right there. Um, so yeah, yeah. thanks to uh, SpeedballHaro9 for posting this. I'm sure this was posted on some official uh places but a lot of times i'm finding my gundam news through other people and and actually to, to relate on that will posted on discord the kukuru's doings island trailer and even though that was the trailer from before what was interesting about that is he posted it from the gun gundam.info youtube so that that's really cool because that's that means it's official 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 even though it seemed like that was official anyway it was nice that they posted it on their YouTube. So, pretty cool there. I, I'm telling you, this, uh, for some reason, this shadow is bugging me. It's like I got something on my face when I'm looking at the monitor. Why do I need to look at myself on the monitor? Well, this is my first live stream, and I don't want to mess it up. Okay, here's something we're going to get into that's really interesting. So, this has to do with Milpo Sklint, okay? So, I... Uh, I'm I'm kind of newly introduced to to this uh, uh, Gundam Twitter, uh, mainly for Gundam Explained, so I can you know share things about 
uh, my channel, but also kind of meet other people, which I have been able to talk with other uh, Gundam fans on Twitter. It's actually been really cool. Some members from the Discord even have a Twitter. And this thing took up, took off. I guess it was when they just took some art of a pilot in the background. Now, I, I actually don't know the full story because I just found this. I don't know if it's supposed to be this was just some random pilot that's not part of the rest of the uh, the original 0079 because I think that was the case in uh, the novel. And so they just have this pilot drawn there. Or is that supposed to be Kai just drawn weird? Um because I'm kind of seeing an Amaro kind of drawn weird. And, uh, and you know, that kind of happened with the early stuff where it wasn't too accurate on how it was drawn. Um, or was that supposed to be an Amaro that was drawn incorrectly? Yeah, I guess here he kind of is there, unless someone just added that in. Let's see. Um, so generally speaking, this is baffling. Milpost Glint shows up on this uh, composite itself for this poster but not in the original ED. I don't think it's a misprint as it has the Animec logo and all. So yeah, it must be some other character. Now, another thing I don't know is, is that the name, um, uh, is that the real name of the character? Look at this, someone even made a a Spotify playlist, Milpo Sklint, my beloved. Like this guy is taken off. He needs his own movie as far as I'm concerned with how popular he is. And then I guess just some other characters named Harry... Batinsky, that's unfortunate, and uh, Job John, which I love that name, Job John. That just seems like such a generic name. Um, or would that be Job John, right? Wouldn't that be pronounced Job? I don't think I've met a Job in my lifetime. Um, anyway, if you go to UC Gundam, uh, their Twitter, there's just so many memes about this Milplo Splint, which I obviously have trouble saying that name. I mean, and that's why I'm curious, is this, um, was this name just made up or was this really a name for a character that we don't see much? And I love this. This one's funny because I remember this part in Unicorn Gundam where it's, you know, Bride's realizing he has to go talk to Benazir and he kind of is trusting Benazir. And then, and he kind of looks at the picture of Amor on the wall for a second and keeps walking. But then we see Milpo Splint next time someone added that in that's hilarious okay um i think that's what really set me off on liking this was all the hilarity around this meme yeah so so yeah very cool um yeah check that out uh uc gundam wait uc gundam mind's blown you see and then you see like it's pretty good that is pretty pretty good i'm not even following them but that has changed okay so yeah what i wanted to talk about next and i don't think i even have anything visually prepared for that so i'm just going to type in amaro ray is i wanted to talk about the mobile suits that amaro ray used but specifically having to deal with the anime and not like what's in the manga or the novels because you know anime has its own canon which I love talking about canon, and by the way, there's some heated debates going on in our Discord, so again, join that. Um, but I, what I've come to realize recently, and I'm trying to get more confirmation on that, is it seems that the video games in the anime kind of share a, a continuity. I don't know how true that is, but that seems to be what's going on, you know, especially when something like with Code Fairy, how it 
is almost like an anime that you can just play it because there's the opening, there's the closing credits, um, there's even the um, the animation that's within the gameplay, and there's different styles of animation. Like they have the actual cartoon, then they have more of like a cell shaded, and then they have when you're in battle, they have like you know the the pilot portraits. They come in while they're on their mobile suits, and it's just it's just a full on high production value quality whatever uh, Gundam game. So it could be that there's some things that are in the games that I'm missing, but, and I think I made a list somewhere. Yeah, let me open my other notes document here. Um, okay, so if we if we think about Amaro Ray, so he, you know, he started with the RX-78-2 Gundam, and then in Mobile Suit Gundam, he actually piloted the RX-77 Gun Cannon. I think this is when Sela went out in the, RX-78-2, if I remember correctly, and then he wanted to go... See, I think it was because he didn't want to go battle or something like that. It was that time where, you know, he was feeling a lot from the stress of battling at his age. So Sailor went out, and then he wanted to go out and kind of help them out. And then he's in the MSK-008 DJ in Zeta, if I'm not mistaken. That's his main uh, in there. Um, And I forget if he piloted anything else in Zeta, actually. Uh, but then also the Rigazi 91, uh, yeah, so it's the RGZ 91 Rigazi, which is an awesome mobile suit. I think the idea was they took the Delta Plus, mass-produced it, although my favorite is the Rigazi Custom, specifically, but Amro didn't pilot that. And then there's the uh, RX-93 New Gundam. Now, there's the High New Gundam, and that's very popular uh, mobile suit the Amaro was in, but it's not really in an anime yet, and it might not be considering how Shars Counterattack ended. But I'm con- I'm I'm curious what everyone thinks. Out of those mobile suits, are we able to determine if Amaro is just an amazing pilot and he can do whatever he he wants? Or how how do I word that? He can achieve any goal that he needs to meet, but just by sheer will of his uh, power as a new type also. And then we take Char Aznable. Oh, and I meant to add that, uh, or is it the mobile suits themselves happen to to uh, help out in some way? For instance, you know, thinking back when he's in the Rigazi, he was even fighting Char in the Sazabi. And yeah, it almost doesn't seem like that is necessary. And even, and it even seemed like if you think about it from Char's counterattack, Char kind of made sure Anaheim had access to the Psychoframe technology to implement into the new Gundam, which because he, he, he was hoping that that would like level him with Amaro, that they would be on the same level, which really, I I just think Amaro was already capable, um, a capable pilot against Char anyway. But we have Char Asimov, right? And he had first the MSO6S Zaku 2 commander type. Um, which is just a classic badass suit. But I think the Zaku 2s were quickly, uh, what is it, outclassed uh, when it came to production of not only within, well, w- would it be within Xeon? I guess once the Republic of, or the Principality of Xeon was dissolved and we had the remnants left, their mobile suits, yeah, it was a little different at that time because of that situation. And then we had Anaheim Electronics, um, Oh, you know what someone... Oh, 
Let's see. Oh, Robert. Robert uh, is on. That's cool. Hey, there's a there's a few people that have jumped in the chat. Well, thank you very much. That'd be cool to do kind of like a chat uh, thing. And, you know, Robert's just trying to uh, let me know that uh, in Japan, surname first in, in Japanese. And, and yeah, Robert's always quick to correct me. He has, uh, I guess, ancestry, Japanese ancestry. So he kind of holds that dear to him. But anyway, move on. Then we have the MSM Zagok commander type. We also had the Gelgoog commander type, right? And, you know, those were transitioning suits that Shar had during 0079. So, you know, just think about that. Shar had to use newer suits, whereas Amuro was able to really stick with the gun the whole time. Even though near the end he got it destroyed, he was able to fight against the uh, MSN 02 Zeong, which was insane i mean that was that was just a, a super unit really and it, it, th that alone makes me think you know amuro is really the one that's powerful even if you think that even though sela i guess was a part of some of the end battle you know shar had lala soon and he was trying to use her as well so even in the situation where um these two rivals had kind of backup Amaro still came out on top. Um, he was able to keep Sela from dying. It, does that what does that say about Shar? I guess that that's hard for Shar anyway, really to have to deal with Sela and Lala soon being in that battle as well. Okay, and then you know, and then I understand in Zeta we had uh, Quattro, and he had the. Um, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting the, the Rick Diaz. <laughs> there we go. And the Hayaku Shiki. And with those, um, you know, I'm curious. Again, it seems like Char is always changing his mobile suits. Um, you know, I'm really curious then, like, at that point, there were some interesting things going on, the dynamics, because we had the kind of Neo Zeong or Neo Zeon that was occurring, you know, when we had um, uh, Haman show up. But then, you know, we had then the Titans. And so that was kind of a weird dynamic where Amaro was kind of siding with Char Quattro. But then when we get into Char's counterattack, that's where the Sazabi is the main mobile suit that um, Char is using, whereas Amaro was using the Rigazi, and then he... Uh, eventually got the new Gundam, which again was almost superpowered by Shar himself, so he could feel like he's at the same level as Amuro. But I'm curious, with all that information, uh, wh who is really the better pilot? And again, I, I personally think it is Amuro. I really do. I even think what what Amuro tries, is standing for, really, is more of a... Uh, he's, it's almost like a desperation to save people. And while that may be the ideology that Shar has, it's more of a, it's a less of a desperation, more of a brute force to enact kind of a, a control, a power, um, uh, you know, over, over a group of people being the earth federation or people of earth. So, Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Curious what you guys think. I'll have a poll up on my YouTube channel so we can kind of see who's the more interesting pilot, Amaro or Char.
and probably based on that, their mobile suits, what makes them such a good pilot? Is it them being the pilot or the mobile suits? Anyway, I thought that would be an interesting discussion. Um, let's see. And then moving on, you know, uh, Roberts, did you get to show artwork? No, nope. uh, Robert was there at the beginning of the stream. So, but this will be posted up, uh, as soon as I'm done. Okay. Um, moving on real quick. So we're going to talk about the Zuda. This says EMS 10 Zuda. Although from what we understand, it was developed from the EMS 04. I think it's interesting that the Gundam Wiki actually doesn't have, um, a section for it. Um, so interesting. Uh, the reason I want to jump into this is because it was one of the videos I actually recently did. And I didn't even, uh, talk about that one. Uh, I usually do that when I show off my, uh, and at the beginning, it's like, hey, here's my latest videos. We had the episode 26 podcast, which I got to say, I love the thumbnail because that for some reason, that Haman Karn picture got me what is happening to me. Uh, and then that $10 light up panel lined uh, Luminous Gundam, that one that I panel lined, I thought it would look good to have that detail. And then the demise of the Zuda, because I was looking at the the third episode of MS Igloo. Um, because that kind of talks about the Zuda and kind of its last hurrah actually within uh, helping Xeon. So let's look at this. The EMS-10 Zuda was a prototype mobile suit developed by the Principality of Xeon before the one-year war. It appears in the OVA series mobile suit Gundam MS Igloo. During the Principality of Xeon's race to develop a superior fighting machine, four prototype mobile suits were developed from different engineering companies. One of these was the Zimad's EMS-04 Zuda, and let's look at uh, Zimad real quick. Uh, where was that link at? Um, am I not seeing it? Uh, I guess I got to search for it, but I isn't it just on the side there? I don't know. Um, so Zimad, so they've done things like the GOG, the DOM. So they're no slouch when it comes to designing mobile suits. But I guess they were in a bid bidding war with Zionic. And I guess Zionic kind of won over for the mass production of the Zaku 2 over the Zuda. Even though the Zuda could have been a better suit, there was a problem with the Zuda and its thrusters. So when it reached a certain threshold, uh, the suit would just fall apart. And that's all in the MS Igloo episode, which I have a video review up on the channel. All right. It had a good power plant with unprecedented thrust acceleration. It also adopted a prototype engine known as the Jupiter engine, which was based on the Zimad's Prototype Mercury engine. However, the suit did have limits. If the engines were overexerted, the suit would overload and break apart. Zionic Company used this information to outdo the Zuda with their well-known YMS-05 Zaku and successfully marketed the Zaku series. This, however, was not the end of the story. The Zuda was resurrected under the model number EMS-10 with some minor improvements and cosmetic differences. Its left shoulder was refitted with a movable shield that could be swung to the back. Ah, that's similar to the recently, I was over there, the, the uh, Jesta that I built. And I've seen that with some other uh, mobile suits recently. And I lost my place. Um, yeah, the left shoulder is fitted with a movable shield that could be swung to the back, and it was equipped with spikes for melee combat. The MS-10 was said to be fitted with the improved Saturn engine, previously used on the MS-09R Rick Dom. Though whether this is true or merely propaganda is unknown, a number of new weapons were also added, including all of the existing Zaku weapons, as well as a new 135mm anti-ship rifle. However, that despite these improvements, the suit was still prone to breaking apart from overexertion, so. 
uh, armaments. Uh, it's got a Zaku machine gun. Also a Zaku bazooka. Uh, a 90mm machine gun uh, anti-ship rifle. So developed in the early phase of the one-year war, the long-barreled um, anti-ship rifle was used by various models of Xeon mobile suits for long-range sniping attacks against Federation warships. It fires highly accurate solid rounds, which can heavily damage EFFS Sal uh, Salamis-class cruiser in firing position. The anti-ship rifle must be held uh, by both MS manipulators to reduce uh, its massive recoils. And then a heat hawk. So Zuda uses a heat hawk similar to the Zaku's. Um, the shield, kind of a typical thing. Sturmfaust, very similar to some other Xeon. And a spike fixed to the front of the shield. So that was a cool shot. And I think I made sure I got that in the video where the shield had the spikes come out and he just drove it right into a GM. It's pretty awesome. Flare launcher, knuckle shield, and big gun. A mobile suit <laughs> used sniping turret equipped with a powerful long-range beam can appears on customized Gumpla used by Jack in Gundam Build Divers Prologue. So that's really something that's not necessarily UC, right? Yeah. Oh, and it's what you see in Thunderbolt manga. So, but every time I see something about Build Divers, it's like I got to watch that. It seems like I have to. All right, special equipment and features. So we got the Saturn engine equipped on the back completed from the prototype Mercury engine through the practical prototype system Jupiter engine. Wide area propellant technology that uses heavy elements such as zinc and lead is used and large thrust can be obtained compared to thrusters that use light elements. This allowed the Zuda to accelerate and decelerate at a speed of 200 uh, meters a second in a short period of time, making it uh, a machine that excels in shallow orbits and close quarters around the Earth. So... That's that's the cool thing about this one because it's supposed to be that it's like a you know super fast and that's kind of what led to its downfall. Um, let's see. Um, extendable forearms, so that's a pretty neat thing. It's a, an improvement over the EMS four prototype Zuda, so that is a major difference in my opinion with the EMS ten. Uh, reconstructed arm parts with extendable forearms, which are hinged at on respective shoulders. Its purpose is to achieve weapons being mounted on calves, hard points. That's really cool, actually. Uh, the idea that uh, that suit really does seem like it was ahead of its time. You know, we're, really, I wonder how different the war would have been if they were able to overcome that fault with the engine. Uh, and then the hard points uh, for mounting things. Okay. And, you know, a lot of history here. Um, so in UC0075, uh, the MSO4 Zuda competed with the YMS-05A uh, Zaku-1. So let's look at this. Is this really just the standard Zaku-1 we've all come to know and love? Uh, early type. Very cool pick here, though. I love the real type markings and how this is like an old-school drawing. Uh, for the role of Xeon's mainline mobile suit, the Zuda's performance overwhelmingly surpassed Zaku-1. However, during the official test or flight test, the Zuda disintegrated midair. In addition, its production cost was 1.8 times that of the Zaku-1, causing it to lose the competition. However, despite the incident, the Zuda's development was not officially halted in order to save the faces of the Xeon officials who backed the project. So in October of UC0079, the EMS-04 was refitted into the EMS-10 Zuda. According to Zimad, the EMS-10 was equipped with their new Saturn engine, and the structure of the unit itself was overhauled, fixing its previous flaws. However, the true extent of the changes from the EMS-04, if any, was unknown. Well, I guess we found out about the arm extension, which is actually pretty cool. 
Um, and I'm not going to jump into everything else because a lot of this is what is discussed uh, in the MS Igloo third uh, episode. Really, it's good to just go watch that. You're going to get all this information there or watch my video where I kind of recap it. But I think it's worth watching MS Igloo for sure. Um, let's see. Any other cool things about it sometimes? Um, ooh, action figures, always cool. It needs a robot spirit. It certainly does. Um, yeah, I think that's it for that. So, well, cool. That was the um, the Zuda. Glad to deep dive into that since I learned so much about it from uh, MS Igloo. And it seems to be a favorite in the Discord. A lot of people are talking about it. Let's see. Um, oh, Red Axis is saying um, the YMS is a production number designation for Xeon prototype mobile suits, by the way. Oh, thanks for that, Red Axis. So that is cool to know. Um, and I know if you guys are familiar with, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Kakarot197, I believe. He actually has a couple videos about suit de designations and what it means. So I don't want to, so like, that would be a good one to check out. I wouldn't mind covering that myself as well. But Kakarot's also a good resource for Gundam. Be sure to check him out. Um... Oh, when Milpost Glint shows up on screen. That is funny, man. These these memes are coming in fast. So yeah, that's over on the Discord, so check that out. Thanks, Cheems. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I wanted to yeah look at some comments. We're kind of nearing the end of the, uh, the episode, but let's look at some comments here. Um, let's see. So this is from Will, who is a the ace of GBO2. If there's anyone that's an ace at that game, it's certainly him. Um, I actually just ordered the Gustav Carl off Facebook Marketplace. Actually, did I read that one already? Yeah, because this is, uh, that was 25. That was 26. Man, there's too many comments. That's right, the Gustav Carl. Will, if you already got it, you said you ordered it at Facebook Marketplace, you need to send some pictures uh, on the Discord. Um, Let's see here. Okay, we'll start here at 26. This is um, Aaron Bachatar. Bachatar. I'm sorry, but F10380. Hoping that more obscure mobile suit gets attention in the future. You got it. Let me know what you think of me covering the Zuda is, and if you've got an idea maybe of some other obscure um, suits. Rogue New Type, another great video. Thank you very much. Oh, El Oster, I agree. Fun content. Well, very nice. Always very nice, Al. Um, Hiagaboy22, would you consider doing an Alma Steiner or Code Fury backstory considering the role they played in the one-year war if they weren't the Xeon? Well, they have been absolutely blitzed. Okay, so, yes, in fact, I've already started my research on it. I already have uh, a Google Doc with my notes in there. Um, I've been doing some reading up onto it because and when I finished the story, I, I thought it was pretty dang cool. And so I want to cover some of that stuff. So, yeah, that'll be coming soon. Robert, good job on sniping that first place comment. <laughs> Robert in the sniping. Um, and then uh, send it my way, Adam. I want to build that beast as my second official Gumpla. Either that or repack it once you're done building it and then send it. <laughs> Oh, with the GE stickers. Yeah, I got some Gundam Explain stickers uh, when I send some things out sometimes. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing those, Robert. Oh, and a meme of Gundam Cafe line. 
Yeah, and it's going to be closing. Yeah, but you know what? On Kakarot's new video, he was talking about how they're opening a new like Gundam park, and it has some different uh, things. So that seems pretty cool. Adam, you disliked his comment. Yeah, I went back and saw that. Uh, yeah, I guess when I was uh, I saw a comment I didn't like, and I hit the dislike. That's uh, that's pretty cringy. Um, let's see. Um, L again. I never uh, even heard of that M of MSC Glue until I watched your channel. There are some pretty cool stories and details I never knew about, and machines I never even seen used during the UC Gundam conflict. Yeah, that is what is really cool about MSC Glue, and some other like side stories of UC. Is you see the other technologies that's used, even the transition from a non-mobile suit world of battle to mobile suits. So, yeah, definitely. Santo Bell, it's a shame about the articulation on the Haman figure. Um, the motorcycle guy has anime accurate head options as well and just looks great. And you know what? Uh, and I don't know if I mentioned that on my last podcast. So I did a pre-order of the Rumble Raw and uh, Hammond figure and then um, separately the motorcycle guy. But I saw that there's actually a, a pack that then even comes with the table at the bar um, with some chairs or a chair. And I actually went with that. Just to be a completionist, but so if anyone is curious, there is a a kind of a full pack that you can buy. Entry grade nude needs the high grade for the extra equipment, which is a bit of a bummer. That's right. So, yeah, that's one thing about the entry grade um, is usually the limited accessories. As for pre-orders, I'm mostly waiting for the RG God Gundam. Yeah, that one looks good. Hey, Adam, not Cannon Blue is back again. Oh yeah, there's something about Cannon. I tell you. I, I learned I'm a canon snob when it came to Star Wars, and a snob in a way where it's it's more internal, where I'm like, hmm, that's not canon, I'm disappointed. Or that happened, and that means this doesn't make sense, I'm disappointed. But it's it's really fun to talk about. Uh, as for just bought, I've got uh, a Holland route at the moment, Live Land, Helios, Entry RX-78, Christmas Colors, Blue and Red, Full Armor Gundam 7, Gremory, um... Uh, oh, the phone's going off. Uh, sorry. Uh, Bunyip Boomerang. I never heard of that. Males Kenbu. Eh. Blazing Gunnam. VFIJ Armored Valkyrie. Okay, let me look this up. I've I've heard of this. Isn't this from another uh, anime where it looks like an actual jet and it transforms? No, I don't think I've seen... Oh, yeah, it's kind of like this. I've seen this, but I've not seen that one. That stuff is sick. This is my type of thing. You know, I'm going to have to get into this. I've been watching, uh, you know, uh, there's so much anime to watch out there, anime. Uh, but no, I'll have to get into this uh, Macross, yeah, which I guess was like Robotech in a way in the U.S. or something like that. But Seed Remaster is shorter. Okay, this is when I was talking about um, uh, watching Seed. So Seed Remaster is shorter and drops some context stuff, making the overall story easier to follow but not the individual character growth. So some of the stuff feels out of the blue. I'd recommend the original, even with its filler episodes and it's sometimes complicated plot. Okay. Good to know. And then I was questioning how to use the Chrome marker, the best way to do it. So Chrome marker paint, I use the marker mostly on the cameras. I paint the uh, Wells recesses where the camera sticker normally goes. Good idea. And then use either the plastic, the clear plastic painted stain or spare clear runner parts to cut and fit the space, the Chrome behind Gives a much better look to the areas on top of that. Yes, pistons, exposed parts often washed or tinted afterwards, head-mounted machine gun barrels, and so on. On bigger kits, you can do this 
to eyes as well. Hmm. Paint in chrome, seal it, uh, paint it black. Use a paint remover to polish the paint off the eyes. Uh, only then use a thin paint or stain them desired color and you get your super shiny eyes. That's actually a great idea. I think I'm at the point now where I can kind of go beyond my basic panel uh, panel lining. Um, so that's pretty cool. In, in fact, though, I don't really fully paint my um, uh, gumpla kits like some people do. I wish I could get into that where usually you put like a coat on it where it's like a, a solid color and then you go through and paint. Um, I think with my, um, I had a high grade victory two. Uh, the Buster, uh, this thing is called something like that. And all the yellow parts, I actually just painted it gold for fun. I got spray paint. That's the most I've kind of done. Although, actually, I built that Darth Vader Bandai model kit and all the silver on his chest. I purposely blocked off everything and used spray paint to get that. I, yeah, Because I'm a Star Wars fan. Darth Vader's awesome. Uh, there's the boy with a uh, uh, little face and a thumbs up. So, thanks, man. Uh, Tsuyoshi 15, Gundam The Origin, is a retelling of the Universal Century timeline, so it does not match up with the OG 0079 Gundam series, and the prequels are a part of the overall Gundam The Origin manga timeline, as the way it depicts the one-year war is a bit different from the 1979 anime. For example, the Origin version, the Federation and Xeon developed their mobile suits differently and had that uh, first mobile suit battle, which led to the development of the V-Project. But in the original canon, depending on the various different sources, the Federation did not have any mobile suits at all. All they had were just regular craft warships, especially armored fighting vehicles, uh, specifically tanks, to counter Xeon. The gun tank, gun cannon, and the Gundam were the Federation's first true mobile suits, at least in the original canon of the 1979 anime series. If you ignore the various media that showcase various prototype Federation mobile suits predating the V Project. So in a way, at least in the old canon, the moment between the Zaku-1 and the Zaku-2s in uh, MSU is probably the first official instance of mobile suit versus mobile suit action of the war. But again, the original canon timeline is honestly a confusing mess. That seems to be the consensus, right? Jude Lagat, Jude Lacow, sorry, had a collection of Dom Tropins starting from space to desert Dom. That was personal favorite unit. Um, yeah, the Dom is really awesome. Even the robot spirits, there's a lot of different Doms, ones that I'd like to get. And there is a desert Dom. That I'd like to get as well. So, um, yeah, very cool. Very cool fan uh, of the Dom. Thanks, Jude. Santa Bell, great detail for only $10 redos. I like that. It's probably an Australian term, right? Um, but, yeah, that's that Luminous Gundam, $10. Just put some detail on it. Really fun little thing. Actually, I got him right here. I don't even have the uh, light on him. It's just kind of cool to have it sitting there. Uh, Kasai Gundam, nice to see some Gundam merch in the West. Yeah, uh, crazy that's showing up in Target. Uh, really, you know, just I just get into Gundam uh, back in 2019, and then all of a sudden, Gundam products start showing up in Target. Hell, in the 90s, my mom picked up Sharzaku 2 Ramba's goof from Target. That's awesome. They still got Gundam merch. Yeah, and then so that's what's cool, because I I do know now, after the fact, that Back like in the 90s, even the 2000s, there was some uh, Gundam merch uh, that was uh, released, and um, I just did not, I was not even aware. In fact, I remember playing the game, and I brought this up before on Dreamcast, uh, the side story. I think it was called 0079 Side Story or something like that. I didn't know that was a Gundam. I loved the game, though. I played through that and beat it, and I think I did it a number of times. It was just so fun. 
Now I did try playing it again on a emulator and it didn't seem to hold up, but at the time it was awesome. And then I even heard that was supposed to have sequels. And due to the cancellation of the Dreamcast, they canceled the sequels. So that's kind of sad. But thanks, Hell. All right, this is on the Super Gundam Impressions. This is 5N1. Man, why am I bad with names sometimes? Man, I can't find this anywhere new now. Going to have to go uh, to go the eBay route, which is super expensive. I might go with the full armor version just to get the 178 uh, to with my Ka, Zeta, and ZZ. Good to know the G-Denser doesn't look that great with, on them anyways. It's ridiculous how toy-like the previous iteration was. Yeah, in fact... I have my Cobb Mark II set up and the G Defensor is just off to the side. The G Defensor looks great by itself. Just it's, I guess it's one of those things where if you attach the G Defensor, don't plan on moving the guy around a lot. But really, how how much are we playing with our Gundam toys? You know, I, honestly, there's something where it's like, I, I want to play with toys, but it's like, I as an adult, I don't know how anymore. I, like, lost that power. It's like playing a video game kind of fulfills that uh, that fantasy. But with the plastic toys, it's hard. Although my youngest likes to play with toys, sometimes Fortnite toys and stuff. And so I jump in to kind of do that with him every once in a while. And sometimes I can only last five minutes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I miss those times when I was, I was just play with toys, you know. I, and that's another cool thing about Gunpla. When you're building it, that's almost like a way of satisfying that need of fully embracing yourself into that design and a lot of times when i'm done building um a gunpla i have a better understanding of that design anyway so all right tucker moberg i just started collecting gunpla and i think it's really awesome what are you doing man for me personally i've been looking for a uh a sazabi but have no idea where to find one well that is cool keep that in mind so that's on the giveaway video if you win man i'll try to find you a sazabi related item Oh, Oster, I like how the Gundam has all its gear uh, packed onto him. It looks like a soldier geared up and ready to rock. Oh, yeah, I didn't reply to this. But, yeah, um, that's what I really love about the Origin. And I like about certain mobile suits in general where you can, like, pack on gear to really make it look. It reminds me of G.I. Joe's when I was younger. The G.I. Joe's that would come with, like, backpacks and other, like, headgear and stuff. I always enjoyed that. Rubber ducked. So there's a Hobby Lobby. Ended up getting the revived Gundam instead. Good choice. Good choice. Thanks for product. L, Zuda seems unsafe. I'd rather pilot a Zaku 2 fast mobility type for my speed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing with the Zuda. As awesome as it seems, it's like I'd hate to be... Even if you watch that MS Igloo, I pointed out the scenes where the people were like screaming as they were dying in it. And so it's like, yeah. And Zaku 2 uh, fast mobility type, um, or high mobility type, I think it's called. Maybe it's just awesome. The Zionic Shadow... Uh, the problem with the Zuda was the limiters weren't strengthened. That's why it would go out of control and basically fall apart. But when the Zuda F came along, uh, it was improved greatly, plus with the added parts from the Gaian, which is interesting. That's something I've just learned from uh, the Discord. People were talking about the Zuda and the Gaian. Yeah, but later on in EMS 10F, those were corrected to a point thanks to the YMS 15 Gaian and what they took from there to correct it. So that that's cool. That's even more. Yeah, thanks, Michael Spielman. That's even more information uh, about the Gaian and uh, the future uh, engineering of the Zuda. Pun on, not the first person Gundam game I expected, but we're getting there. The most uh, probable kind of accurate Gundam first person game would be something like from COD or Battlefield 
team or massive player matches, big free roam maps. Although if someone was dedicated enough, there could be a simulator type, something on the lines where a beam rifle could critically damage or destroy a mobile suit with one shot. Other than that, having multiplayer Gundam games in 2020s is going to be hype. Yeah, totally agree. And I said, so at least it's something. And while the battle opportunity 2 is fun, a cockpit view with larger skill battles is really what we need. It would be cool to have a cockpit view um, as much as we want to look at our mobile suit. Um, they could even have it where, you know, you have your screens up and one of the screens um, might have your mobile suit so you can see where the damage is. But you can also, you know, look at your mobile suit and admire it. But yeah, I, I want something like that. Like even in the Japanese arcades, there seems to be a badass uh, uh, arcade game they have where it's like first person cockpit. Um, Robert, what's going on in Discord right now, guys? Oh yeah, Robert, he's in the chat. So nice to see you, Robert. Um, oh, and then congratulating someone on uh, first comment. <laughs> uh, Ty Willis, first war, uh, first war. Did you find the show? First, where did you find the show? Yeah, so 0080, um, when I first got into Gundam, it just happened to be on YouTube, so I watched it. That was really the only reason, and I loved it. I was like, oh my god. Uh, but then I bought it on Blu-ray. Um, Google user, 18 hours ago, while I love the anime, I like the novels a little bit better as it feels more realistic with elements too realistic for a kid's show that was already pretty dark, lol. And the new type uh, content felt more grounded and impactful with an element of hope and resolution. Oddly, I felt the book's ending is more hopeful than 0079. Yeah, I haven't finished the book. And, you know, what I talk about in the video is at the beginning of it how, yeah, it, it's really well done. Uh, really well done book. Um, even though the idea that it's translated from Japanese to English, still the elements uh, that it contained in terms of the... Uh, the weaponry, the conflict, the characters, the motivations, it's, yeah, it's, it's really well done. I, I And I wonder if this new Gundam movie is going to take from that. Uh, that would be awesome. Oh, and Boy with Awesome Little One. So, um, yeah, thanks, Boy. That was from the Ultimate Luminous Gundam. And, yeah, I guess that does it for, uh, yeah, that does it for this episode of the uh, Gundam Explained podcast. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was the... Uh, the first uh, live episode that I've done, and I, I think I like this because by having it live, um, when it's done, it's up, limited editing, I'll probably just make a, a thumbnail. Then I'll get the audio version uploaded everywhere that you would want to listen.